0: Forget the crap online and listen to science verses. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. A crowd of people pressed in around Fido, but the 15-year-old dog didn't mind. The mob was welcome. They provided a measure of shelter and warmth on the chilly November day. The voices fell away as a dignified gentleman, dressed in his finest suit, strode through the crowd, stopping in front of Fido. The dog looked up at the mayor of Borgo San Lorenzo, who offered him a smile. Fido's tail thumped on the ground a little. Even if he didn't know this man, he seemed kind. Then the mayor, in a booming voice that carried through the damp air, announced that Fido was to be given a gold medal. The crowd burst into applause. They cheered for their town's most famous resident and once again pushed towards him, trying to stroke his fur. None of this fanfare mattered to Fido, but he endured the attention stoically. There was enough time to be adored a little longer. But he wouldn't wait too long, Soon, he'd head to the piazza. He couldn't miss the bus's arrival. Today, he felt, was sure to be the day that his best friend would finally come back to him. Welcome to Dog Tales, a podcast original. Every week, we tell the stories of historic, heroic canines. We'll profile dogs who saved people from earthquakes, went to outer space, and even spurred the invention of Velcro. If you're looking for fun stories and a warm heart, you're barking up the right tree. I'm your host, Alastair. You can find episodes of Dog Tales and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Dogtales for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Dogtales in the search bar. At Parcast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. And if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. This week, we're telling the story of Fido commonly known as Fido, a former street dog who lived in a small Italian town with his beloved owner Carlo. After Carlo failed to return home from work one day, Fido's incredible loyalty drove him to spend the next 14 years waiting for him. Every day after work, Carlo Soriano rode the bus to the small town of Luco di Mugello in Tuscany. He was employed by a ceramics factory in Borgo San Lorenzo a few miles away, and usually arrived back in the piazza at 7pm each evening. From there, he'd walk to his humble home and kiss his wife. Her name hasn't been recorded, but in this episode, we'll call her Signora Soriano. The pair would eat dinner and relax until he had to repeat the whole journey in reverse the next morning. But he broke his routine on a particularly chilly evening in November 1941. A blizzard stopped the bus before it reached its destination. Carlo was forced to get out early and walk a little further than usual. He pulled his coat tight around himself and trudged through the snow hoping to make it home as quickly as possible. He was eager to put his feet up by the fire after a long day in the cold factory. As he made his way along the winding country roads, perhaps musing about what his wife had prepared for dinner, Carlo heard a small and pitiful whimpering cut through the night air. Unable to ignore the noise, Carlo followed it towards a frozen river. He could just make out the shape of a puppy tucked into a ledge beneath a bridge and crying for help. There were no houses in this area, Carlo felt sure that the poor creature was astray with no home and no shelter from the bitter cold. The puppy continued to cry for help and Carlo realised it was injured. Careful not to slip down the embankment into the river, he made his way down to the pup. He tucked the quivering dog inside his coat and continued on his way. When he arrived home a short while later, Carlo introduced the puppy to his wife and together they set to work. They cleaned him, tended to his injuries, made sure he was warm and gave him food. In the welcoming light of his home, Carlo could see that the puppy was snowy white with black patches that wrapped over his ears and eyes. It wasn't clear what breed he was, probably a mix of several. Smitten, Carlo and Signora Soriano watched over the pup as he slept that night. Through the winter, the couple nursed the puppy back to health They saw him grow from a tiny, helpless creature to a strong, healthy dog. He took to faithfully following Carlo everywhere around the house, earning him a name that had been popular among Italian dog owners for centuries – Fido. Coming from the Latin fidelis or faithful, Fido was particularly apt for dogs who demonstrated great loyalty. Little Fido proved to be worthy of the name, becoming a steadfast friend to his new master. By the time the dog was well enough to fend for himself, Carlo and Signora Soriano had already decided they would make him a permanent member of the family. Life seemed wonderful to Fido, but beyond the four walls of his new home, Italy was facing a much harsher reality. During the early 1940s, the Italian government sided with Nazi Germany and declared war on the Allied forces in World War II. However, the Fascist Prime Minister, Benito Mussolini, hadn't expected war to break out so soon or last so long. The nation lacked the stores of raw materials necessary to carry out a sustained campaign. Citizens had to tighten their belts, eat less food, and deal with the crushing effects of inflation. The Italian people were in for a long, demoralizing war. But Carlo and Signora Soriano felt their worries lift whenever they spent time with Fido. Each night, Carlo would come home to see the dog waiting for him. On holidays, he would take Fido hunting They spent long hours in the wilderness together, enjoying their time with only each other for company. On ordinary workdays, they settled into a comfortable routine. One morning, as usual, Fido jumped onto the bed and woke his master at 5.30 a.m. Like every day, he followed Carlo around the house as he got ready for work. Washing, getting dressed, eating breakfast, carlo didn't have a moment at home away from the dog and he wouldn't have it any other way he knew fido would fret as soon as he left the house and if he was being truthful carlo too wished he didn't have to say goodbye to his best friend before work every morning so when he opened the door to leave that morning he held it a little wider than usual and tapped his thigh fido didn't need to be asked twice, and he dashed to Carlo's side. Together, they walked to the end of the garden path and turned towards town. Though, by law, dogs were supposed to be muzzled in public, Carlo trusted his friend to behave, so Fido walked unrestrained. Carlo strolled with a little extra spring in his step that day, happy to have Fido by his side. The dog barely watched where he was going. He kept his head pointed towards Carlo, gazing at his favourite person. As the pair approached the bus in the piazza, Fido tried to follow Carlo on board, but he couldn't go any further. The bus was just for workers at the factory. Carlo told Fido that he'd be back later and instructed him to go back home. The dog didn't understand. He whined a little, but... Carlo stayed put on the bus and Fido stayed put in the piazza The dog was clearly sad to part from his master, but stayed in place as the bus drove out of sight That day, while he worked Carlo wondered about his dog, hoping he'd made it home safely The walk had been a fun experiment but now he worried that Fido may have gotten lost on his way back to the house When the day was over, he rushed onto the bus, eager to get back to town, and put his fears to rest. The ride home felt particularly long that evening. Carlo was sure the driver was moving slower than usual. But they pulled up in the town square just after 7pm, the same as every night. When Carlo stepped off the bus, he was surprised to see Fido sitting right where he'd left him that morning. When the dog saw him, his tail started wagging. He bounded towards Carlo, overjoyed to be reunited after a long day apart. People around them laughed to see the two friends, so excited to see each other. When the celebration was over, Carlo and Fido set out of the square and back towards home, where Signora Soriano and a hot meal would be waiting for them both. From that day on, Fido had a new routine. He accompanied Carlo on his morning journey to the town square and saw him off. He'd return home and spend the day with Signora Soriano. That evening, he'd make his way back to the piazza, ready to meet his master when the bus brought him back at the end of each day. Before long, Fido became well known to the townspeople. Many would greet him with a smile or a pat on the head when they saw him waiting for the evening bus. The pair's daily reunion and the unbridled excitement, especially from Fido, became something of a ritual. Locals always knew what time it was when they heard the dog's joyous barks each night. One evening, Fido lay in his usual place by the bus stop, his head on his paws. Quite content, he waited patiently until he heard the familiar rumble that signalled the arrival of the bus. His ears perked and he quickly sat up. The people waiting with him knew the sign. Fido could always be counted on to hear the bus coming long before human ears picked up any hint of sound. The dog poured the air a few times in anticipation. When the bus finally came into view, Fido panted happily. Carlo was almost back. He watched as the other men stepped off the bus one by one. Some of them waved at him or scratched his ears, but Fido's eyes never left the door. He gave an impatient whine. It had been a long day after all. At long last, the final passenger stepped off the bus, but it wasn't Carlo. Fido's head tilted to one side, and he stood up. He waited a few more seconds, and when Carlo still didn't appear, he approached the bus. The driver didn't stop him when he bounded up the steps following Carlo's scent. He hurried down the aisle, nose to the ground, to sniff out his master. When he reached the very back seat, Fido turned to see Carlo by the window, grinning. With an excited bark, the dog jumped into his best friend's lap and licked his face. Carlo laughed and thanked the driver for allowing him to play the game. The driver didn't mind. This was his last stop, and who could say no to this man and his dog? That night, Fido stuck a little closer to Carlo's side on the walk home. Perhaps he didn't want to risk losing him again. It seems that Fido had learned a lesson that day that stayed with him for the rest of his life. He'd never leave the bus stop without Carlo at his side. Up next, war reaches Luco di Mugello. Now, back to the story. After Carlo Soriano found an injured puppy shivering in the cold, he and his wife adopted the dog and christened him Fido a name meaning faithful. In 1943, two-year-old Fido regularly accompanied Carlo to the Luco di Mugello bus stop each morning. While Carlo worked in a ceramics factory all day, Fido would return home, then be waiting at the bus stop again when his master got back in the evening. But their lives weren't all love and friendship. World War II raged across Europe and was encroaching further into everyday life in northern Italy. The people suffered greatly. In addition to losing tens of thousands of sons, brothers and fathers, the civilian locals had to deal with the danger of allied bombings of the cities and factories. The war was rapidly losing support. In July of 1943, Mussolini was removed from power, and a new leader, General Pietro Badoglio, was installed. Soon after, German troops began to pour into northern Italy, near where Carlo and Fido lived. In September, General Badoglio reached an armistice with the Allies. The following month, on October 13th, Italy formally declared war on Germany. The country was now occupied by two opposing forces, the Germans, who held the north, and the Allies, who were advancing from the south. In an effort to force the Germans back, the Allied bombings continued. Every day, the conflict crept closer to Carlo and Fido's happy life in Luco di Mugello. On the morning of December 30th, 1943, The man and dog left the house as usual. The weather was cold and they pressed close together on their walk into town, sharing their body heat. In the square, Carlo boarded the bus and Fido watched it drive away. Like always, the dog returned home. Later, he followed the same familiar path he took every day and returned to the piazza. He waited a little longer that night along with other bus stop regulars and a host of people who weren't usually there. If he was paying attention to them, he may have noticed the worry rolling off them in waves. They knew something that he did not. As always, Fido's ears perked up when he heard the bus driving closer, and he sat up excitedly. When the vehicle pulled up moments later, The dog sat just a few feet from the door, anxious to see his master. He didn't notice the men's disheveled clothing and downcast faces when they stepped off the bus. Around him, factory workers rushed into the arms of their waiting loved ones, joyful at the reunion. Still, Fido waited, watching. When it seemed that no one else was going to disembark, Fido's tail thumped on the ground. He'd played this game before. He bounded up onto the bus and raced down the aisle. He followed his nose to where he was sure Carlo would be waiting for him. But Carlo wasn't there. Fido's head tilted to one side. Then he retraced his steps, trotting along rows of benches. He checked every seat for Carlo but couldn't find him. After a couple of minutes, he got off the bus and sat down to wait some more. Surely Carlo would appear soon. What Fido didn't know, what no one could explain to him, was that earlier that day, Allied forces had carried out an air raid in the area hoping to cripple Borgo San Lorenzo's rail system. The attack was, according to the Allies, a success. However, the bombs struck more than just the targeted rail network. Shots, viaducts and homes were all impacted by the blasts. As well as a local ceramics factory, 109 people were killed, including Carlo Soriano. Although the news was upsetting, It was also an indisputable fact. People who lost their friends, family members and neighbours knew they couldn't change the reality. They could only accept it. But Fido couldn't comprehend the loss. After waiting at the bus stop all through the night, the dog returned home the next morning without his best friend. Signora Soriano already knew that she'd never see her husband again. When Fido arrived at the front door alone, she may have embraced him, her tears leaving tiny wet stains on his white fur. Following his canine instinct to provide comfort, Fido probably eagerly licked his mistress's face. Researchers at the University of Vienna have posited that dogs can recognize what a person is feeling just by looking at their face. And a study done by Deborah Custance of the University of London and Jennifer Mayer of the University of Roehampton found that dogs are more likely to show submissive behavior to a person they've seen crying than if the person is simply talking without emotion. So it's entirely possible that Fido could tell that Signora Soriano was inconsolably sad, but he had no way of understanding why. Still, he did his best to comfort her, staying by her side while she grieved. At least, until he left the house at the usual time and set off for town. He followed the familiar path down winding lanes and past the tree-lined river. He waited in the piazza until the 7pm bus arrived. He watched as familiar faces stepped off one by one. When the bus was once again empty and Carlo still hadn't returned to him, Fido slunk toward the vehicle while the driver parked and climbed out. The engine was still warm, so Fido crept between the wheels and lay down to wait. The piazza slowly emptied around him as shops closed and people went home. Soon, only Fido remained, but he kept up his vigil all night. Day after day, Fido continued to return to the piazza and wait for the bus. Each night, when Carlo failed to appear, he would sleep under the cooling engine. Over time. Fido's daily pilgrimage became just another part of everyday life in Luco di Mugello. When they saw him, the locals would offer Fido words of support and encouragement. A butcher took pity on the loyal animal and began giving him meat and bones to help stave off hunger during the long, lonely vigils. What else could they do? Many people remembered the daily reunions at the bus stop but no one could find a way to make Fido understand that Carlo wasn't coming back. It's not an exaggeration to suggest that our devotion to our dogs is exceeded many times over by our dogs' devotion to us. The traditional school of thought is that a dog's loyalty to its owners is inspired by pack mentality, a survival mechanism dogs have used for millennia. By trusting and remaining loyal to one individual leader, the whole group is more likely to overcome dangers. Still, other theories suggest that a dog's loyalty is driven solely by the food that humans provide. What we interpret as affection may in fact simply be a form of pragmatism. So long as the dog sticks close to its owner, it continues to receive food, shelter and even treats and cuddles. However, Some recent studies have undermined this hypothesis. Neuroscientist Gregory Burns of Emory University used MRI machines to examine the ways dogs respond to food as well as praise from a cherished human. The two stimuli activated the same area of the brain, the ventral striatum. More than 85% of test subjects responded to praise from their owner just as strongly or even more strongly than to a tasty treat. Studies like this indicate that many dogs prize affection from their owners above all other rewards. It's likely that Fido's intense loyalty came from the heart rather than from the brain or stomach. In truth, however, There is no definitive scientific explanation as to why Fido continued to show up and wait for his master each day. What is definitive is that he remained faithful for years. Fido's loyalty to Carlo was his North Star and he would follow it for the rest of his life. But all around Fido, World War II continued to take its toll on Italy. The Allied and German forces fought for control of the country, and the Italian people were caught in the middle. Fido however was unperturbed. Even as the Germans were driven out of Italy, as fascism was rooted out of the government, and as the countryside slowly recovered from the ravages of war, Fido continued to patiently wait. Weeks and months stretched into years. For some 5,000 days, Fido proved worthy of his name as he waited for his best friend to return to him. He became well known for his persistence, but Fido didn't care about his reputation. He just wanted Carlo back. Coming up, Fido becomes the most famous dog in Italy. Now, back to the story. After being rescued from the streets as a small puppy, Fido grew incredibly attached to his owner, Carlo. But when Carlo was killed in an Allied air raid in 1943, the faithful dog continued to spend every night in the town square, waiting for his master to return. No matter the weather, he would show up before 7pm and stay until the next morning. On particularly cold nights, the transportation company allowed Fido to wait inside the bus. As a short-haired dog, the extra shelter would have been most welcome. Living up to his name, loyal Fido's vigil lasted for years. After a decade, in 1953, a local correspondent for the national Italian newspaper La Nazione wrote a story about Fido and his patient wait for his master to return. The article drew attention across the country and Fido captured the hearts of the nation. Following the feature in La Nazione, two Italian magazines, Genta and Grand Hotel, published their own stories about Fido, further solidifying his place in the national consciousness. Around the same time, a newsreel documented his story and captured footage of his daily journey into town to wait for the bus. He'd achieved the 1950s equivalent of going viral. With all of this media attention, word of Fido's loyalty began to spread beyond Italy's borders and across Europe. By April of 1957, News of the 13-year wait reached the United States when Time magazine published a piece about Fido. This globe-spanning coverage coincided with a decree from the mayor of Borgo San Lorenzo. Fido was officially allowed to roam the streets of their town without a muzzle, something he'd been doing for years anyway. Despite the town's ongoing budgetary issues, Fido was also honoured with a permanent tax exemption. This alleviated some of the financial pressure on Signora Soriano, who'd scrimped and saved for Fido's license year after year. The mayor explained, Fido has set an example of fidelity to our village and deserves to be placed on the list of Luco's honored citizens. On a chilly morning in November 1956, Signora Soriano and many locals watched as the mayor presented Fido, now around 15 years old, with a gold medal. At the end of the ceremony, the crowd lifted Fido up above their heads in a spontaneous display of respect. The town also commissioned a sculptor to create a statue of Fido. Newspapers around the world ran stories of the unveiling at which Fido was held up next to his ceramic likeness. Flashbulbs lit up the scene. An aging dog posed next to his lifelike younger self. On the base, the dedication read, To Fido, Example of Loyalty. By now, The dog was getting on in years. His eyesight was worsening and it took great effort to get up and walk. Still, he made the limping journey into town every day. Nothing could keep him from waiting for Carlo so long as he lived. On June 9, 1958, two young boys were on the way home from school when they found Fido lying in the tall grass by a farm. He died at the age of 16 on his way into town to look for Carlo one more time. At long last, his wait was over. The boys immediately rushed to Signora Soriano who burst into tears at the news. Before long, many of the village's residents came to Fido's side paying their respects. La Nazione announced the news of Fido's death, devoting four columns to his legacy. The town and Signora Soriano said their final goodbyes. And then Fido was buried just outside the gates of the local cemetery as close to Carlo as the townspeople could manage. Although his death spurred worldwide grieving, Fido's life was marked with light and love. After being rescued as a puppy, he grew to love his family, and he came to be cherished by the people who lived around him. Although he only got two short years with Carlo Soriano, it's clear that the affection they shared shaped his very being. He never forgot. He never stopped loving. He never gave up hope. In the months following Fido's death, another new statue was unveiled in the town. The first ceramic figure had been destroyed by vandals, so the mayor asked artist Salvatore Cipolla to cast a new one in bronze. The new piece depicted Fido on all fours. His nose was pointed to an intersection where a bus once came and went, his loving owner on board. It still stands there today. The people of Luco di Mugello thought it only fitting that, like Fido's loyalty, their tribute to him should stand the test of time. Thanks for listening to Dog Tales. Every dog has his day, and our day is Mondays. We'll be back then with a new episode. You can find more episodes of Dog Tales and all other Parcast Originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite Parcast Originals, like Dog Tales for free from your phone, desktop or smart speaker. To stream Dog Tales on Spotify, just open the app and type dog Tales in the search bar. Several of you have asked how to help us. If you enjoy the show, the best way to help is to leave a five-star review. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. Join us next week for another good story about a good dog. Dog Tales was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Kenny Hobbs, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Isabella Way, and Paul Marler. This episode of Dog Tales was written by Joel Callen, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Alastair Murden.